Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles Jones. And I am Shanna Vera. Thank you for tuning in again. Yay. Hi, Shanna. So glad to be here again. I'm happy to be here. How are you doing, Janice? I'm good. I wanted to share something with you that I accidentally did. And (laughs) I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I started to read the book, The Great Gatsby. Oh, I've heard of that. I've never read it before. And I finished it in like two days. I did a U. Was it so good? It was good, actually. It had me, it was one of those books at the end of it, I was like really deep in thought, like something important happened here. And I want to sit and just figure it out. And so (laughs) I was doing like a whole lot of research, like after I got finished reading it and I was Googling and I was like, you know, just finding different insights on it. It's like that moment when you just like, you're not ready for it to end and you're trying to find ways of prolonging it. (laughs) Yes, yes, because it's not actually, I think the reason why I finished it was because it's not a very long book. Okay. Like I thought, I didn't know that though. So I was just reading and reading and reading and I was like, I'm finished. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have that problem a lot actually. I was like, oh, I did a Shanna. I was, I was supposed to read this slowly. I did, you know, like I did the, um, you know, like remember the, I don't know if you remember the commercial, how many licks does it take to get yeah. to the middle of the, yes. like, I didn't find out how many licks. I One, just bit it two, all up. three, and you chopped the whole thing. <laughs> I did. So, just so you know, The Great Gatsby all right. was a good book. I'm going to have to put that on my reading list. Put that on your list. <laughs> it was a good one. Very insightful. And it was, um, the setting was Long Island. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So it was like, it was like the East, the, what was it? I can't remember. It was like the, um, it's like uh, the, I can't remember the name. Now I'm drawing a blank, but it was, it's like the Great Neck area and the, um, whatever is across the sound from the Great Neck Like the Hamptons maybe? No, it wasn't even that far down. They were, they were closer down to like. Um, Great Neck and wherever the sound is, like that you can look across. Um, I have to see the map because that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, it's like the East Hill versus the West Hill of Long Island. Oh, okay. And like the East, the East Hill, the East Hill side where the people who were rich and um, they were, what do you call it? Uh, they were born rich, you know? Right. And then you have the new, they were old money. Old money, new then, money. Yes, exactly. Old money, new money. That was a, a theme in this book. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Maybe one day we could put that on our list. But I I liked it. I would I would read it again. But I would probably read it slower. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that was my accidental. <laughs> that was supposed to be just a side read until, you know, so I didn't go ahead from for the Mansfield Park. 
So I was like, okay, I'll just tackle, you know, this book. And I finished it. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I always have to have books to pace me. Like when I start feeling like, okay, you need to stop reading. I need to get myself involved in something else. Otherwise, I will magnetically come back to it. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> like, so- but I, I have to chop these vegetables. What am I going to listen to while I do this task? <laughs> That's what was happening. It's like, I was doing other stuff and I'm like, I need a book. I can't go on with the Mansfield part. So I, I finished Gatsby and I started Animal Farm. I'm pre-reading that for um, for school for the kids because they're going to be doing that soon. Okay. And I've never read it. Have you read that one? I haven't. It's actually been on my list. I've heard I've heard it recommended several times, and I am interested in eventually reading it. And I've actually seen it referenced multiple times, which has made me want to read it more because I I don't understand the reference because I haven't read the book. <laughs> yes. Well, me either. I'm reading it now, but I'm doing it with my serial reader. Uh, it's that app that lets that breaks up your book for you. Okay. And so it takes all it you import the book in, and then it breaks it up into small chunks for you. And I like that because you can actually, I actually will read it in those small chunks. And so I'm doing Animal Farm, Mansfield Park, and um, Great Expectation. That's another pre-read for. Um, for their for class for homeschool. Okay, and I've read Great Expectation. Now, see, I never don't read it, have but... a Great Expectation. <laughs> <gasps> no, no, really? I'm just, I I'm like just, Charles. I like Charles Dickens. It just wasn't one of my yes. favorites, but it was. But that's was it because you hated the characters. No, I. Okay, it was just really weird. It was kind of dark okay. and weird. Oh. I haven't read it in a while, but I just remember it was just seemed very bizarre. Mm. Um, okay. Okay, don't tell me yeah, any more yeah. then. Am I go- well, okay, have you read it recently? No. That- it okay. was it was when I was much younger. So, I I okay. feel like it might not be a fair judgment. All right, I was going to say you might look at it differently I now, might. right? I had okay. read other works of his and loved them. So, I guess coming into that, I had a different expectation than what yes. it was. And okay. I did okay. finish the book, but I just kind of remember thinking, "Hmm, that was very odd." <laughs> Oh, was the ending bad? I actually don't the remember the ending anymore. Okay. I just okay. remember that was my takeaway from it. I just remember the feeling it gave me, not so much the specifics. So I, maybe I should give it another chance. I know. I I never read the book, but I've seen the movie, the, the version with Al Pacino in it. But I know that Al Pacino and Gwyneth Paltrow, so I know oh, that okay. they did not. I've never, I've never seen the movie, so. Yeah, but I'm thinking they probably did not stick to the book. <laughs> at all so i'm not gonna i'm not going to use that as a uh guideline it was like you know a regular 90 minute movie or you know less so i'm you know uh, to me if i see a book and it's like done by bbc and it's across three days or four days and i know that they probably (laughs) followed followed the book book. those are my favorite that's what i look for i'm like those are mine i'm like yes this is what i'm looking for yeah, so I was like, no, I'm sure it's not the same as the real book. So I am reading the real book. But... I'm also reading right now because um, we're doing a book club with my co-op, just the moms. But yes. I don't know if I'll be able to keep up. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have, I'm just, I'm all over the place. But we're reading <laughs> The Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. 
Ah. And that is a heavy book. You cannot speed read that even if you desired to. <laughs> I, I listen to about a paragraph and then I pause it and then I think for about a while. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's with all of CSO's What did books. he just say? Yes. <laughs> I feel like it was profound, but my brain can't comprehend it. <laughs> I'm having I, a hard I... time. I can relate to that because I feel that way about all C.S. Lewis's books. I want to, well, at least not his fiction books, you know, yeah. like his nonfiction books. I want to like them because everyone, you know, says he's such a great writer and he has, you know, great things to say. But I struggle with his books. I think too. I've learned because I put it on an audiobook because that's easier for me. I think yep. with this book, I have to actually get the physical book. I can't. I can't just listen and easily digest it. Like for some reason, listening and processing, I'm struggling with. I think if I saw the words and I read it, my comprehension will be much higher. And so I'm like, I've come to the conclusion that like, I just need to read this. I need the words in front of me. I need to make sense of this. And I can't with just the words. So um, I think I'm going to try reading it and see if I do better because I'm like, I might not catch up to where we're supposed to be by the time we have our our first meeting. So we'll see what happens with that. I do. I do like it. And I do feel like there's been moments where I'm like, wow, but it's also kind of depressing. Ah, uh, because I think he wrote that when his wife died, right? Is that, like he wrote that after. Is that when, okay. I, yeah, I actually I didn't think, read the backstory of it either. Okay. I think so. Um, yeah. I have not read it myself. I do have it. Uh, I do have it, but I have not picked it up yet. I think you got to be in, for me, I have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. And right now, I'm not there yeah. to pick up another C.S. Lewis. Because I'm, I'm, I'm reading... Well, I was reading the Screw Tape Letter with okay. a, a book club from my church, yeah. but everyone fizzled and they're gone. It's a hard no read. Left. It's a hard read. I actually liked it because I liked it. Is it my favorite book? No, but but the only reason why I would say I liked it is because I think that there are each chapter. It was just reminiscent of things that I'm experiencing or have experienced in my life as a Christian. Okay, and I could relate to it and I could say yeah I've been there oh I'm still there right oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so it just kind of brings to it brings to mind some of the problems that we as Christians whether new or longtime Christians just kind of experience and it does make you think as it, it's not one that I don't I don't think you could just rush through so I don't know it fizzled no one I like the last the person who originally ran the book club, he ended up um, having to have surgery. Uh. And so I was, um, I said, well, I'll pick it up. But then everyone fizzled. No one came back. Like, so I was <laughs> like, okay, I guess no one wants to read the screw tape letter anymore. Well, so anyway, oh, well. Um, let me know when you finish uh, The Problem with Pain. Okay. I'd be curious to know, too. If that's worth, like, yes, you should pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you posted on my journey. I just don't okay. know if I can keep up with the speed of, like, the group. I actually don't. Oh, okay. I don't know if the group is keeping up either. So I might be in good company. I probably. You might. You probably should check in might. before I avoid the actual book meeting. <laughs> so did everyone do the homework? Or, like, where are just, we? 
just asking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to prepare. No reflection on whether I did it or not. This <laughs> is solely about you. <laughs> All right, so we usually share something that we've, uh, a a quote that we've read that stood out to us this week. So I'm going to share mine. Okay. Mine comes from the Bible this week um, because we're reading the book of Proverbs. And this came from Proverbs 19. And this was verse 21. And it says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And for some reason, I liked that because as I, in thinking about it now, like when you read all the different plans and scenarios that's happening in Mansfield Park. Yeah. I know Mansfield Park is just a, a fiction. you know, it's a fiction yeah. book, but you know, you could see people planning and making plans for relationships and, you know, all these plans. But at the end, I think it's, I don't think it's going to end the way everyone has planned planning. it. <laughs> yeah but i and i think that's so common in our lives too we all make these plans and you know um god doesn't always have the same plan ideas as we do but the purpose of that the purpose of the lord will always stand so you know um no matter what it is whether it's a great thing that happened for you with your plan or a disappointing thing it's, you know, God's purpose has prevailed. So in, I, in our women's Bible study, we just started the book of Jeremiah. And yeah. that just reminds me so much of Jeremiah. You know, his family yeah. was in the line of the priests and he automatically assumed he was going to be a priest. And God's like, oh, no, you're going to be a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't. I can't speak. I'm too young. I, I can't do this. And and God's like, oh, you're this is the plan I have for you. <laughs> That's so true. And actually, yeah, like when you think about a lot of uh, stories in the Bible, it is that, you know, there's many are the plans of the man, but God's purpose is different. Yeah. Moses, like Jeremiah, you made me think of Moses. Right. He also was like, I can't speak. (laughs) Yeah. Moses was thinking, I'm just going to marry, you know, Zephora. We're just going to hang out here and this, you know, this is my new life. Children in my new life. Exactly. And God was like, oh, no, you're going back to face your 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 fears. Yeah, no. So much for those plans. Exactly. And then you, you think of even um, in the judges, you have Gideon who was like, my tribe is the least of all the tribes and I'm the least of all my family, you know? He yes. Like, I can't do this. Yes. Um, and and remember, his dad was the one who set up the bail, the bail um, idol. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're not thinking that I'm going to be, that my plan is going to be, be a judge yeah. as a judge. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Saul, who was called <laughs> to be king, and he was like hiding, like, oh, I'm not going to be king. It's like, oh, or yes, even, you are. Or, or even take it further, Saul, who was called to be king, but he was not the king. David, actually, his his family line is what, um, is where the kinghood um progressed yes you know yeah it wasn't through Saul's family line so there's like the purpose of the Lord will stand yep <laughs> actually there's a I don't know if you watch it but there's um a news uh world world news it's called world news and it's a news for it's a Christian journalism um site and they it's the it's the news for child for kids for teens preteens and up. Uh, 
And he always ends it, you know, no matter the news, no matter the news, the purpose of the Lord will prevail. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. And I was like, hey, he got that from Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you see it and you're like, oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> we were in the car today and I actually had the Psalms playing, like the reading aloud. And uh, the boys do, they, they, they memorize memory verses. And yep. he, we're, they're just playing it. I'm listening to it. And Ezekiel goes, oh, that's one of the verses we had to memorize. And it was just funny because oh. he was in his own world doing his own thing. But all of a sudden, it was words he recognized. Yes, and he was, I love when that happens. It just, like, drove him in. He's like, oh, that's our verse. <laughs> See, when you think they're not listening, they are. Yeah, no, it's true. It's so true. Oh, my goodness. I love that. So, Shanna, what's your verse, your quote? All oh, right. So, I actually took it from Mansfield Park. So, I hope I'm not oh, cool. going to, like, you know, overkill nope. with Mansfield this time. No, that's good. But, okay. Um, let me figure out. All right. Um, Where all that was solemn and soothing and lovely appeared in the brilliance of an unclouded night, and the contrast of the deep shades of the woods, Fanny spoke her feelings. Here's harmony, she said. Here's repose. Here's what may leave all painting and all music behind, and what poetry only can attempt to describe. Here's what may tranquilize every care and lift the heart to rapture. When I look out on such a night as this, I feel as if there could be neither wickedness nor sorrow in the world, and there certainly would be less of both if the sublimity of nature were more attended to, and people were carried more out of themselves by contemplating such a scene. Oh my goodness, that was beautiful. So that was For, that was Mansfield and, um, Park chapter six. Oh, I was gonna say I don't even remember that. And that was a lot from Fanny. I'm yeah. like, is that Fanny? Yeah. Fanny said Fanny that because so Fanny. Moved. <laughs> oh wow. And I just really feel this lately because it's funny. This year we're doing nature study with the kids. And I'm yep. not really a nature person, but I was like, I am going to give it my all, you know. <laughs> and I actually even volunteered to teach a nature study class to the four and five year olds in our co-op. So every Friday you afternoon, really <laughs> I take the kids out and I got them little bug hunting kits and everything. And they bring me every ant and uh, frog and whatever they find <laughs> to be like, look, look what I found. Aww. Oh my goodness, and I, you were so I have to be like, you hold it over there, and I'll I'll take a picture for mommy. But yeah, don't let it get too close to me. Um, wow, you really did go full force. But I feel like I really immersed myself in nature this school year. But I really just feel like slowing it down. Yeah. And looking for the little things. It's not just walking and looking at the big picture and being like, oh, it's pretty. But, you know, we're really, we're flipping over leaves and rocks and looking for what we find underneath and discussing and, and just even like absorbing. It's not so much that I can answer the kids' questions because I don't know that much, but just watching, they will bring me something and ask me a question and generally I don't know and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but then they have to come to their own conclusions, you know, oh, why does this ah. look like this? Or, you know, what kind of bug is this? And if I don't know, then they're like, oh, well, I think maybe because we read this or I saw a picture of that. And, and they just kind of come up with their own things and just hearing them appreciate it and like trying to see it from their perspective. And we've been reading a lot of poetry about nature. And I just feel like when I when Fanny said that, I yeah. was just like, yeah, like. 
there's moments in nature where you just feel like you forget about yourself, you forget about your yeah. problems, you step back and just praise the creator. You feel like this Absolutely. did not just happen. This no. this intricacy, this it's just so I mean, really down to the tiniest bug, I mean how they're all created and made and for their design, you just you end up, you're just as amazed as, you know, these four and five-year-olds that are just like, wow, look at this, you know? And I'm like, wow, really, look at this. Like, I don't generally look at these things. And I am so amazed. And even she talks about the night sky. And here, where we live, the sky yeah. is so full of stars. And mm. I have not gotten over it. I've lived here over a year now. And I will get out of the car at night and be like, oh! And everyone's like, what? I'm like, look at the sky. And they're like, okay, you know. <laughs> okay, it's the stars. It's there every night. It's not falling out. It's not falling down on us. No reason. No. <laughs> but I, I get, like, really excited. I'm like, but it just, it makes you feel so tiny. You're like, whoa. I, I don't know. So... When she said that, that, it just brought me into, like, nature does oh. have this power to it that is, like, if we spent more time in it, it could really change who we are and how we think. <laughs> That's true. I would 100% agree. I, I, like, I, I do think, like, when you, sometimes when you're in nature, you, you can really sometimes feel like you feel the presence of God, yeah. like, you know, cause you, or you can really appreciate his beauty and it does take you away from the, you know, real life, yeah. you know, like just to yeah. observe his beauty. And it just shows you like what type of God he is, that he would actually create that for us, right? you know, like to have that for and have us not just create it, but yeah, for our enjoy, yeah. exactly for our enjoyment and for our pleasure yeah. that he would do that. So I totally see why you, you picked that verse. That was a good verse. And it's so funny to me. Cause I'm like, that was Fanny that said that. Cause Fanny's She's like, two words. <laughs> <laughs> yep. all right. So speaking of Fanny, right. Let's talk about, um, uh, no, no, we're not there yet. Are we, we going to jump the gun? Do... Yeah, I've jumped in the gun. Sorry, you threw me no, off. No, it's okay. I, I did warn you. I'm like, it's going to be from Mansfield Park. I hope it doesn't throw off our flow. No, no, because when we get there, I want to see the context of that. Because I'm like, I don't remember Fanny being so verbose. That was a lot for Fanny. <laughs> the most she said in the entire book. I so um, this week we were doing, so we, we're going to try something different when we're, we're talking about, because we're all like a different place. We don't know where each other are in the Bible. <laughs> we started out on the same path and then we got different paths and we're, we're doing some reading. But you know what? This is uh, where God intended us to be. So yeah, it's because the purpose of the Lord will stand. Exactly. <laughs> so we were, we decided that we would be talking about some of the marriages in the Bible so we're going to um, maybe pick a couple of them so because we know with Mansfield Park, there's a heavy theme of marriage. In Pretty there. much all of Jane Austen, there's a heavy <laughs> theme of yes. marriage. Marriage, yeah. So we figured, why don't we talk about some of the marriage themes that we um, that we know, some of these the, the people from the Bible, and because they had marriage themes too, and these are real real people um and seeing just how similar how things don't change yep <laughs> the plight of the human remains the same <laughs> and jane austen um 
has a like you said she like all her books have something to do with you know with marriage although she was never married did you know that I actually didn't I think I did actually know that but um I think it was just a heavy theme during that time like women were just married and actually it's funny because it kind of does remind you of the bible if women did not get married their position in society was so difficult I mean they had no money they had no rights So without yes. a man and any type of wealth, it, yeah. it it really put them in a bad position. And I, and the women in the Bible, it was the same thing. Actually, it reminds me of Ruth and Boaz. Whereas if yes. Ruth didn't find Boaz, her and Naomi had nothing. So it's kind of like yeah. you that need to marry in order to have a decent position in life. Absolutely. And even, and even to the extent that some people would go to to... Make sure that a, a proper marriage is arranged because arranged marriages also happen. We see, yes. you know, we see that here because in a sense they are kind of arranging. They're not formally arranging marriages, but um, you hear the women kind of gossiping about who should go with who, and and exactly. they try to give position where these people will end up, you know, at the same party or you know as dance yes. partners or you know it's very kind of conniving about like how we get these people together so it's definitely the older women looking and being like oh I think these would make a good match and they look well together (laughs) so and I like that you use the word match because it you know it's arranged marriage and match quote unquote match marriage (laughs) pretty much the same thing we're just not using the word arranged (laughs) we didn't arrange it we just matched you together (laughs) (laughs) but we know like um we, I think you had mentioned Leah and uh, Rachel, right? Yep. Um, that was that marriage there. Uh, Jacob wanting to marry Rachel, that's the one he loved. But um, got bamboozled given, into marrying Leah. Bamboozled. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, wow. He must. He must. That veil must have really been heavy. Yeah. Like, really, like we they got, got married at totally midnight. Was it dark out? <laughs> you did not see her. <laughs> And then the fact that he, um, you know, that it was a it was a real marriage, you know, so he was actually married to Leah, and and had the opportunity also to work seven years so that he could be married with Rachel, be married to Rachel, but um, that marriage I don't know that it's similar to any marriage in um, Mansfield Park. Well, or, nobody, or nobody, got, no one's nobody married, married two people, no one's married but we yet. do get yeah. to see one man, two women and kind of what that looks like. And I felt before marriage, what made right? me think of that story was the fact that you have Edmund who really likes uh, Miss Crawford, but then you have Fanny mm-hmm. who really likes Edmund and yep. is kind of just pushed to the side and forgotten. And we see that with Leah. Because she has her children, and after each son that she gives him, she's just like, now my husband will love me, and now I will matter to him because I've given him all these sons. And that was a huge thing back then, is to have a namesake, to have, you know, a firstborn son. Um, And she gave him four sons. So after each child, she kept thinking, all right, this is going to make me more important. 
and yeah. it didn't it didn't help it their didn't. marriage. She he was just... she was not loved and by her last one, Judah, she says, All right, like I just give praise to God. Like she's accepted yeah. that her marriage yeah. will never be good, but that God has been good to her through it all. You know what? It goes back to that verse again where the purpose of the Lord will prevail because even through the trickery of, you know, Jacob marrying Leah and then marrying Rachel, Rachel not being able to have children, the competition between them. And then after Leah's not able to marry children, she has, you know, her um, her servant to be to have children for her. Yeah. And then Rachel has. But all of this started with that that trick that deceive that deceitfulness of Jacob not being able to marry Rachel from the start but look at what happened because out of all of that we have the 12 tribes right you know right. that's the that was Israel yeah you know God's chosen people so you know even throughout all even through all of the plans that man made the purpose of God still prevailed in that. You know what you know? I find crazy in that story is that Rachel says to her husband, you know, give me children or I will die. Right. Yeah, and then yep. she dies in childbirth. <gasps> yeah, and it was like, she Oh, she did oh, make that threat. She did. And it was like, oh. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, um, Benjamin, yeah. right? she died after Benjamin. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, that first man, Proverbs, (laughs) there's some wisdom in Proverbs because, again, it's like, you know, these convoluted things, but, you know, the purpose of the Lord still prevails. So um, that was our marriage story. Do we have, do we want to do another marriage story or we'll save, um, save that? Oh, actually, if you don't mind, um, there's the uh, the story of how Rebecca and I I love Rebecca and Isaac's story. Yeah, you know I like that's one of my favorite love stories in the Bible, and I'm not sure why because it's it's not very common. But you know they were like a love at first sight type of thing. And also they didn't have like all these concubines happening, and he married other. No. It was just the two of them. Like it was just the actually so that, I never that thought about to that. Me. <laughs> Yes, he never took another wife. Yeah, while she was alive, anyway, right? He died before her, I think. He died before yeah. her, so then, yeah, yes. Like, actually, I never put that together. Yeah, I just thought about like they were, you know, she she was ready. Like when um, Abraham sent his servant yeah. to go, and he told he told him the strict criteria: it has to be someone from the family. You know, he doesn't want him to marry. Um, you know, someone outside of the tribe, outside of their religion or outside of their family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the servant goes and he sees Rebecca at the well. And she actually is the one who offers him water because that's not common either. You know, um, that, you know, that, but anyway, she does. And so he knows that this is the right person. And he finds out that she's part of their family line because I think she was Abraham's um, uncle's daughter or something, right? Or Abraham's... Um, Laban um, was... Abraham's brother? Abraham's uncle, right? Yes. Abraham's mm-hmm. uncle or something. But they, anyway, she's in the family line. Trying to think. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I'm getting confused because we're reading Joseph with the kids. And... Um, 
who gets sent back? Oh, yeah, so Jacob. Jacob gets sent back to Laban, and that's his yeah. uncle. So, yeah, I, I don't remember how Laban is connected to Abraham, but, yeah, somehow. But he is. Yeah. He is somehow. I think they're, I think it's his uncle. Okay. So I think um, Abraham's um, father's brother okay would be his uncle right okay so i think i think that's his uncle so they're related they're they're either first or second cousins okay or third cousins um but anyway he finds rebecca and rebecca i love i love about her is that you know he comes he makes a case he tells them about what abraham was looking for and he wanted her to come and she was like yes you know like there was no let me check him out first what kind of guy is he you know (laughs) she's just like (laughs) Okay, I'll go. A right? seriously <laughs> arranged marriage. <laughs> yes, but a pleasant one. And then remember yeah. what my favorite part is like when when they were going back, he was in the field. I don't know. I'm just a, a, a sucker for a little romance. But, you know, he was in the field working and she was coming. Yep. And he was like, I wonder who that is. Yep. And she was like, oh, I wonder if that's him. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of make it into a movie in your mind. You're I like, know. And then in slow motion, they ran towards each other in the field. <laughs> I'm picturing like, you know, he's probably muscular because he works in the field. Yep. And she's like, oh, he's cute. You know. <laughs> I haven't watched it too much, <laughs> but I love their story. Yeah. And like you said, Dave, it was never any, there was never any extra wives. Yeah. He did not have another wife, yeah. you know? It's interesting so I though. I feel like every story we have yeah. a barren woman. And once again, they, they struggled to conceive. And, oh, that's true. Yeah, and but they didn't go and be like, "Oh, well, then here's a concubine, have ten kids." With they prayed right. to God, and they were like, "You know, bless us with a child." And then He gives them twins. Twins. He does. And he does. Oh so, my yeah. goodness. Ugh. There's some great stories in the Bible. I can't wait. I can't wait till we go. There's like over 265 stories in the Bible. So wow. We can, yeah, we have a lot of room to work with <laughs> <laughs> in terms of stories. But um, those are our marriage stories for this week. And we'll see if that any of them play into um, what we're reading in Mansfield Park. So, so what are we up to? So we covered uh, chapters 5 through 10. Yes, yes, that's what we're... That's what we're supposed to read. <laughs> I may have um, read a few chapters after that. I'm not gonna lie, okay. but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do good. I'm gonna do good, and I'll continue with eleven through whatever we decide. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with okay. you. I can I can go full force, you know. Then then I won't accidentally read a book in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good because there's so much to cover. So I'm okay with with breaking it up slowly. I just really That's struggle true. with like stopping. <laughs> <laughs> you never know how much it takes to get to the moon. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't. <laughs> I feel like this well, chapter we kind of meet the Crawfords a little bit more, right? Is that kind of like yes. the introduction of the Crawfords? Yes. yes. So we have um, Mr. Crawford, who's this young mm. man whom everybody thinks is handsome except for Fanny, who's just like, except for Fanny. he's not handsome. What is everybody Actually, talking about? Actually, that's not true. When they first, when he first came, everyone thought he was ugly. And then, then they were like, oh, you know, look at what, how much money he had. And, you know, he came from a family. Of, you know what of, I think family. it was, too, is that yeah. he had personality. You know how some yeah, people you flirt. meet and you're like, oh, they're kind of plain. But then, like, you get yes. to know their personality and you're like, oh, they're kind of attractive. It's like that weird, like, why did I not think you were attractive? I think that's kind of what happened. 
but he wasn't. And he was a he was flirty. a flirt. He was a definite oh flirt. He was terrible. But he never flirted <laughs> or gave attention to Fanny. So maybe that's why yeah. she never fell under his spell and was like, "Oh, he's good looking." I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, Fanny wasn't in the matrix. But he comes. Mister Crawford comes into this picture, and everybody's like. Oh, it's going to be him and Julia, right? Because yeah. Mariah's already engaged. So the, every, yes. the women all start gossiping, arranging marriages, right? About, oh, yes. this is going to happen. And even one of the women, she's like, oh, congratulations. And they're like, well, it's not a done deal yet. <laughs> deal yet. Like, what? Nobody's, <laughs> you're just coming up with this stuff. <laughs> It's so true. And I think I just thought it was so funny when they were just like, oh, he's playing it. And they're like, no, as the days went by, no, he's very handsome. Now he's like very handsome. Yep. But, uh, he's and, got money. He's a, you know, him and Julia are yeah. going to get married. So now he's like the most handsome man around. <laughs> but then, you know, their conversations were very interesting because uh, I don't, I tell me if it's not, and if, if I'm rushing ahead, but, you know, they're trying to, what's her name? Um, their aunt who they're staying with yeah. there's so many books to, there's so many names to remember i really need to write them down but they're mrs grant right you know her and mariah are trying to you know to settle him down and he's just like he he actually says he likes to he doesn't want to settle yeah. down you know he likes the freedom of not being married yep. and uh so he's making it clear his but he likes to but he likes to talk to the women and flirt with women but knowing that is not going to lead anything so i think i think that's why him and mariah kind of hit it off because mariah's engaged and she can't um marry this guy obviously because she's already engaged so it's kind of safe she knows he doesn't he has no real intentions and neither do i but the guy that she's with is dull and you know just (laughs) and not smart yeah either, from so she's just not really stimulated by this guy at all and just has no interest in spending time with him so she enjoys but he was a good match yep. because he had money yep. right oh, a yeah. nice house and yep. good money oh, beautiful right? home so yeah he was a perfect match yep. according to their mom yep. yeah so she's gonna marry him but in the meantime Which... she's having a whole lot of fun with mr crawford <laughs> and because of this and... julia's like ew she's turned off by him because she's like First of all, upset because she should have been the one getting the attention. Yes, exactly. But he was flirting with the both of them because when he, I think they had went on a ride to Mr. Rushman's, Mr. Rushmore's house. Right, and they and sat together. he was together. flirting with her. Yeah. They sat together. So, you know, they went back and special. forth. But later on in the garden, he goes off with Mariah and Julia's, yeah, Julia's like- <laughs> feelings get hurt. So, I mean, he just goes back and forth with the two of them. Um, Can I just say my least favorite character is Mrs. Morris. I, 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 oh, I have yeah. no love for her. Yeah, she's so you annoying. Know? She's so rude, and she's mean to Fanny all the time. But but I think it, what it is is that annoys me is that she doesn't think that she is. Oh, yeah, you no. Know, like, she thinks that Na- that Fanny should be, like, gracious for all that this woman has done. Meanwhile, yeah. she's done nothing. It's she's all the Bertrams. <laughs> like, she lives with the Bertrams. Yes. They pay for all yes. her stuff. What are you talking yes. about? Why would anyone be indebted to you? Yes, and she's so hung up on you know that she's doing such a great thing for Fanny. But even like when they were going to, they were going to go to Mr. Rushmore's house, um, because that's all he talked about when they were together yeah. and they had invited them out. Yeah. 
you know, Mrs. Morris is trying to do everything to not have Fanny go. Yeah, you know? yep. it was only and, for Edmund who was like forced. But I think Edmund was feeling guilty because before all this happened, and it's funny because I remember our last podcast, we were all like, oh, Edmund went out of his way to make sure Fanny had a horse. Oh, he's so sweet. Yes. Then we start these chapters and it's like Edmund borrows Fanny's horse to let Miss Crawford ride. And then he's like, oh, are you planning on going riding tomorrow? Which puts her in an awkward position. And she's like, oh, if you want to use my horse, because that's Fanny's personality, go ahead. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, now like a week goes by of her not getting to ride her horse because every day Miss Crawford rides the horse and Fanny has to sit home. I was just like, Or walk to where she needs to go. And then Mrs. Morris, Mrs. Norris is like, Oh, why do you have a headache? Yeah, you know? walking around in the heat, wearing a dress that's like covers all your skin and you're like overheating. Yeah, I was just like, so I was so annoyed at Edmund. It was like, how insensitive. You give her this horse and then you take it back and you're like, oh, this girl needs it. Like, really? Yeah. How did you not he think, think of her? And that really crushed Fanny. Her feelings were so hurt by that, knowing that yeah. she was forgotten. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I want to call her Forgotten Fanny. I, I don't forget her name because she is forgotten. But uh, I, but wasn't it at, in the beginning? Um, oh, what is her name? Miss Crawford was interested in Tom. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. He's the oldest. Because she was like, he's the oldest. And his personality yep. was just bubbly and exciting. And, and then he has to leave. And she goes, oh, everything's going to be boring. And she doesn't even want to talk to Edmund. She's like, oh, he's so yep. he's going to have nothing to say. You know, like she's like, it's, has yes. such a bad attitude. And then she ends up being really intrigued by him and enjoying his yes. company. And so that's really funny. But And him, her. But then they have that big moment where, like, yep. everything changes when they're at... Um, Sutherford, is that what it's called? That yes. that guy's house. And they're at the chapel, and she's, like, talking about how, like, oh, why would people want to have to go to church? That Nobody should make people go to church. And she's just, like, talking so bad about it. And Edmund's like, um, I'm going to be a pastor one day. And she's like, oh, if I had known that, I would have spoken more respectfully. <laughs> that was honestly the best part of the whole thing. You're like, oh, this is so oh. awkward and uncomfortable. Very, very awkward. But you also see her character. Yeah. You know, like what her true character. She, she, this is not, that, I don't think that was her first time. I can't think of what right. it was. Right. Edmund, but it's funny because when Edmund first met her, he was not that yeah. impressed with her. He's like, she's too no. outspoken. And, and he spoke yes. to Fanny and like, what do you think? And Fanny was like, yeah, I was shocked by some of the things she said. So, she, she and, said, and he was yes. like, I know. But then as time yes. goes on, he kind of becomes numb to this and doesn't seem to like, <laughs> I guess, you know how they say like love is blind. As he started falling yeah. for her, he stopped seeing these faults. And Fanny even comments. She's like, she's like, like, it's weird that he doesn't seem to notice these flaws anymore. You know, like she sees yes. it. Because Fanny was appalled. Yeah. I think Fanny Fanny made a comment about, you know, prayer and the importance of prayer or, or church. Yeah. And she was looking like, why isn't Edmund not saying anything? She's like, you'd be better <laughs> off just, you know, staying at home. That way you don't, like, waste time and make everyone do You just do a quick <laughs> prayer. You could be done. Like, it was all like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then afterwards, she was, like, trying to talk him yes. out. Yes. Like, why do you want to become a pastor? Yeah, there's better things for you. Like, 
better careers for you. Yeah. You're not a you're not a third son, you know? You're a second yeah. son. Like, well, I think know. the problem was is she started to like him, but the idea yep. of marrying a clergyman. Of being a pastor's yes, wife. She oh was like, goodness. I'm not meant for that. <laughs> no. So she no. was like, if this is gonna work, we've got to change his I've directions. Got to change this man. <laughs> yep. I thought that was so hilarious. I was just thinking, uh, he's going to be a priest. And that also showed you that they don't know each other because yeah. the fact that she doesn't know yeah. you know, they're they're falling for each other, yeah. but you don't even know that much about him. That's an important part of And for know, her to like feel that way about church and everything that it stands for for her to have those kind of strong feelings you feel like they would not make a good match because he actually really respects what he's doing and has a passion for it and wants it like he's excited for his future he did say that he did say that um yeah i thought that that was i couldn't wait to talk to him about that (laughs) it's like no talk about foot in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious but you know what was what was interesting, um, so they, Mr. Rushworth is his name, and he's um, he invites them to his house because he's so dull and boring that that's the only thing that he can talk about. Right. So he invites them to, you know, I guess to get Edmund's opinion on how he can make the house look better. Yeah. Um, so they're all there. Do you remember the garden scene? Yes, like, um, that was like something from a comedy. <sighs> it's like this one leaves, that one comes, and Fanny's just sitting there while it's all happening. Oh my goodness. And um, what I thought was uh, probably a foreshadowing was, do you remember they were in the garden and they couldn't get through the gate because the gate was locked. And so Maria, Mariah is, um, she wants to go through. And so she's like, go get the key, go get the key. Yeah. And you know, he's thinking, all right, I'll go walk back. Which and, you it's know, far. Just like, it was a far, it's far. walk. Yeah. And then she and um, Mr. Crawford, Mr. Crawford, Goes and what did they, they do? Climb they, they, climb the the they climb over the fence. They climb over the fence. And Fanny's like, like oh. "Do not do that. He'll be back soon. This is a terrible idea." And and of uh, you know, of course, um, Mr. Crawford is not the match no. for Mariah. It's supposed to be Julia. Yeah. You know, Mariah, you is already you know you're Mr. Um, Rushmore's you know fiance and fanny and is like sitting there like now i gotta explain this to her fiance when he gets back oh she climbed over the wall with another man like how oh. uncomfortable that co- she was dreading it like that's all she could and think I, about and i'm like yeah that's gotta be a terrible feeling very awkward conversation but and she was also sup- um disappointed i think that you know edmund left her yeah you know, again this was another time and and like you they had all sat and rested she was walking with miss crawford and edmund in the garden and they all had sat down to rest and of course miss crawford's like oh i can't rest anymore it's making me tired i gotta go and so yes. edmund's like all right i'll walk with you and fanny goes oh i think i feel better and he's like no rest I know it's like he it's like he wanted he wanted to, to be, be alone him. with Miss Crawford. He wanted to cross. I think um uh I I was reading somewhere else where like going into the forest in the book is usually like you know when you go off that sh- that straight path. Yeah. You know like so the forest is like that wild area. Yeah. And the fact that you know Edmund should not have crossed right. over that you know that fence um with her. 
So he's in the wilderness yeah. right now. The sin wilderness. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And and he and, left Fanny uh, behind and just like for a long time. And then you have Mariah no. and Mr. Crawford come up and they, they climb over the wall into the garden. And it's just yeah. you kind of see them all doing the wrong thing. And it's funny because I read in a commentary... Um, about the whole garden scene and they were talking about how the garden wall is kind of like um, that it like for them to they didn't walk through the gate they didn't go the right way you entered through the gate with the key where it belonged they climbed over the fence they climbed and and he, he was just saying like that's like you know marriage and propriety and like you go you do it the right way and they didn't they didn't do it the right way they didn't it's almost a foreshadowing exactly that at least the character of, you know, um, of the two of them. Yep. And you hope, I mean, we, we don't know what's going to happen to Edmund because Edmund seems to have virtuous um, characteristics. But he is but really being, not around yeah, Miss he's really changing for her, which is sad to see. Yeah. And then, um, I, but yes, I think like you said, Mr. When Mr. Rushworth came back, he used the key yep. to you know to walk properly yep. through the gate. And you know what was fresh when um, I don't know if this was a scene before, but remember when I think it was um, was it Julia? It was it Julia and Mr. Crawford. Like if they were together, and he was—he said something fresh, like, "Oh, because someone's like, oh, they look—they're—they're they're standing side by side, like they could be married right there." Oh, and, yeah. And he was like, "I wouldn't like, you know, I wouldn't like it to have to give her away or something." It was something yeah. fresh that you don't say to yeah. like a, a person who's engaged. Yeah. I can't remember the exact wording, but I was like, "Oh my goodness, you're a flirt, and you're a nasty flirt too," because you, <laughs> like, it was just not proper to say what he said yep. about that. Yep. It's like, oh, he is troubled at Mr. Crawford. I know. It's kind of like, where are they, Where is it all going to lead? And the thing is, Mariah's in a position where if she does anything that's shameful, like she's going to lose this marriage proposal and probably not get another one. So during those times, yes. like you don't do things like she's doing. So it's no, very interesting. No. And, and then one, and then when, if one, if one, doesn't it affect your sisters too? Like if you have a disaster. Well, yeah. And I think also they generally, you married almost like Leah and Rachel, you're supposed to marry the first one first and before the second yeah. one can be married, there is an order to it. And that's, yes. you see that with Leah and, and Rachel when, when yeah. uh, he's questioned on why did I have to marry Leah? He's like, oh, well, in our yeah. customs, you marry the eldest yes. daughter first before you'd marry the younger. And, and it's yes. kind of like that here, too. So if Mariah messes up, it could mess up Julia also. Also, hmm, there was a lot of stuff. I was like, wow, this, that's why I wanted to keep moving on. I, I was like, what is going to happen with these people? And then, and then they, 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 you know, the scene goes back to Mrs. Norris and she's all happy because at the house they give her gifts yeah. of, you know, cheese. She, she got cheese. <laughs> I know she's like happy about cheese. I'm like, it's okay. And they're all like, really? Why did you take all this stuff? Oh no, it was forced upon me as a gift. <laughs> I could totally see her saying, oh, what I wouldn't do to have some yeah, cheese. Yeah, like she's this pushy lady. <laughs> That was like stuffing Very. things in her purse while she was walking around. <laughs> I thought that was interesting too, but that trip, um, <clears throat> I think the only one who really seemed to appreciate, cause like the, the quote that you had from um, Fanny, you know, I think that was the deepest quote from anyone out of that whole visit. Yeah. You know, like everyone was just had 
you know, the intent to flirt or to, you know, because um, I think Julia was mad because she got stuck with the moms, right? And it's like, well, Mariah is the one that's supposed to be getting married. Why am I yep. uh, stuck with um, Mr. Rushmore, yep. Mr. Rushworth's mom and uh, Mrs. Norris? Yep. So she was kind of mad that everyone's out in the garden and she's like stuck at yeah. the house with the older folks, you know, so... Um, I don't know. It was Everybody a- was unhappy and nobody and nobody mm-hmm. even appreciated the beauty of the property. And even as it was being spoken about, nobody was really listening except for Fanny, who was like drinking it all in because she had never seen yes. such property. This was such a new experience for her. And she was the only I one that know. was able to take anything away from it. Yeah, I like that. That right, right now, I don't know if it'll change later on, but she seems unchanging in who she yeah. is. Like she's, she knows she who she is. Through. Yeah. She stays true to that pious nature or to that, you know, of that manners, yep. you know, proper manners. Yep. Like, you you know, we don't just throw manners to the wind because I think because she's so key. quiet, she can observe and she sees the fault in everyone's behavior. She's always yeah. there, like just quietly watching everybody. And that's kind of the yes. whole like the whole story is like from her perspective, kind of like it's. She's there and, and watching it all unfold, and she's just constantly like, "What are they doing?" You know, but but doing? never speaks yeah. up or like really says, you know, what you're doing is wrong. She doesn't have the courage to correct anyone, but she definitely is like surprised by everyone's behaviors. And mostly Edmund, you know, because I think there's a part of her that somehow feels like he should. He should remember. Me, yeah. You know? And the thing is, he was always the one who cared. When everybody else failed, he never did. Yeah. And now he's also failing her. So that's got to hurt yeah. a little bit. Yep. Because he was her one champion. And if, if she kind of loses him, like, you know, like Mrs. Bertham doesn't care. You know, she's got, she's self-centered. Mrs. Norris, we know she doesn't yeah. care. And, the, you know, the two sisters or the two cousins, they don't, they don't really care right. either. They have their own agenda. Um, And... I, did you get an impression of what Fanny looks like? Because remember when Mrs. when Miss um, Miss Crawford came, she was like, "Well, is Fanny out? Is she not out? You know, because um, I guess she you know, she like, must out. look old enough to be out in society, but right. because she wasn't going anywhere, she's like, I guess she's not out. So I'm assuming right. she must look mature enough to seem like she'd be a woman that's out, but. Um, it just seems like she's kind of plain. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like yeah. nobody comments on her beauty. And it, she seems kind of frail because everyone's always like, oh, Fanny, you know, needs to keep up her she strength. And she, yeah. Yes. So it's like yeah. she seems like she might be pale. I don't know. And I guess in order for you to be out, like one of Mrs. Bertram or Mrs. Nor- Miss Norris, Mrs. Norris will have to. Pre- put you right. Out, they have right? to present her yeah. in society and she would go to dances yeah. and stuff. And. She's constantly, she stays home with Lady Bertram all the time to keep her company while everyone else goes out. she doesn't do anything. And Lady Bertram She lays around because she's always like, oh, I don't feel well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she's not at at the very, and you wonder about her marriage with um, her husband. I can't remember his name right now, but Mr. Bertram, he, you know, he's away for a long time, you know, like settling his business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what business is it? And it's in the Caribbean. So I'm like, and you know, she doesn't seem phased that he's gone that way. Yeah. She just wants to know that, did he die? Okay, he didn't die, so I'm not going to get any attention. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think we covered the highlights of it, but I, I just, my, the best scene was when she was like, okay, why did you tell me you were going to be a priest? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have said all those terrible things. <laughs> but it's like, but you, but you meant it. Yeah, you that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. The problem is that this is how you really think. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so curious as to, and also, you know, you notice that, the Rushmores, um, I, was it that they weren't keeping the chapel or that they weren't doing anything to the chapel? Because I, I thought it was interesting because um, Fanny was like, you know, she was excited to see the chapel, but was kind of disappointed. Yeah, she was, was underwhelmed. Kind of she thought it was. Yeah, she was underwhelmed. Yeah, she thought it was yeah. kind of plain. It didn't really sound like there was any plans. They didn't talk about it. They were like, oh, well, during this time period, this is what a typical chapel would look like. Like, they were kind of just like, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, so, because I was like, is, because uh, I guess she didn't see, well, she came there when she was small, so she probably, and her mother probably didn't take her to church. Yeah. Um, Fanny's mom, yeah. so I'm thinking she probably never saw, you know, what a church would look like, but it was, a, it was an interesting, I, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm glad that we can now move I on. love watching all these characters <laughs> develop, and they just have all these different, all the different personalities that Jane Austen gave them, and there's always yeah. that comedy. She always has these funny things going on where you're just like, there's quite a few scenes where you're just picturing it in your head, and you're laughing, because you're like, oh. I know, because I'm like thinking, uh, I, I, I'm trying to imagine what this gate must be like. Like, is it like a modern gate? Like, how wide? are they climbing the gate or is it like the gate like you know like the horse gates you know like so i it's feel not, like it's it like had low. to be high <laughs> like otherwise like the whole thing about getting the key like they would have been like oh we could easily hop it but like no they really felt like we're gonna need a key and then he was taking too long and they're like yeah we could probably climb it so i'm assuming it couldn't have been too easy i don't know and, I'm like, and then he comes back and he's like, well, now I'm not going in there. Like they <laughs> left without so me. Upset. And then, he and then he's so like, upset. fine, I'll go in there. It just kind of shows like, he's definitely not the man in that relationship. He's like he is so Mariah is running that show. <laughs> but you know what? I think as far as him being clueless, he sem- he was, he did find a little clue to ask Fanny. What do you think of Mr. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mr. Crawford, because he, you he know, so I was like, jealousy. oh, he is getting, it seems like, um, like he was missing this whole flirtation yeah. with his wife. And, he really is so dumb. Maybe <laughs> He does not seem to see anything happening right in front of him. But he did ask, yeah. you know, and she was like, and he, I think he said, I don't see why, it, it really, I don't think he's handsome. Yeah. And I thought Fanny was going to be polite but, and say, um he's okay but she's like no i don't think he's <laughs> <me either." laughs> at that point she felt so like bad yeah she was like uh. <laughs> but anyway so chapter 10 ends with them leaving leaving and then you notice that mr crawford he sits with um julia on the way back which makes mariah angry which is like why are you angry because you're with mr rushmore yeah. but anyway she's mad that he's you know sitting and talking with her and he was kind of insulting um about um julia because he was like yes i sat with her but you know she like she's amusing yeah you know, she wasn't as amusing. yeah he was like kind of insulting yeah um to her but she uh, julia is happy that he sat he sat with her on the way home yeah and of course mrs norris is happy with her cheese yep. <laughs> she might have been the happiest out of everybody going home I think so. 
think she had some cheese and some eggs or something. Yeah. She was just happy. She had quite a few things that she had received. Oh, yeah, quail eggs. And she was going to hatch quail them so she could have some company. And that really bothered me. She was like, what am I going to do with Fanny? I don't want Fanny here. And then she's like, oh, I need some quails to keep me company. Like, you could have had a human. Like, you need some quails. Okay. And then she's like, if I do really well, I'll give your mother some quails. Like, you and your quails. I can't. I can't. I, I see nothing in Mrs. Moore. Every time she talks, it's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That personality is a trigger for me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find anything redeeming about it. Uh, please don't let me become an old person like Mrs. Norris. Oh, my goodness. I don't think we could. I don't think we could. Well, if I start hatching quail eggs, somebody come help me. I will have to come and help you and let you know. But if I'm I do asleep. well, you could have quails, too. And if you stop being excited about cheese and quail, <laughs> then we'll have to worry. All right. So for next week, do, uh, what chapters do you want to cover? 11 through what should we go up to? Let's do 20. Okay. 11 to 20. All right. Oh, yes. yes. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. That's nine whole chapters. Let's go. All right. <laughs> All right. So 11 to 20. Let me write that down um, so I remember. <laughs> oh me too. I could I couldn't find my sheet, but luckily I did my reading earlier. So I was I knew what to read, but yeah, so eleven to twenty. And so we'll we'll continue the theme of just um looking at stories in the Bible and just kind of comparing those stories to some of the things that we're reading. I love it. Sounds good. That's fun. All right. All right, so we are so excited. Thank you for listening with us. And um, I hope you're reading I hope you along. I hope you find it as amusing as we do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and if you don't, you can be, you, if you're not reading along, you can listen and, and live vicariously through our comments yes. on these <laughs> crazy people in the story. <laughs> I'm rooting for Fanny. I don't know what's going to happen to Fanny, but I'm rooting Me for too. Fanny. Me too she's doing the right thing and that the good things will happen for her and i'm also hoping that edmund it will too because he he i liked edmund yeah um he seemed like you know the 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 person in the family that's most proper that's most caring you know he's the one that take care of the finances since tom is not there he remembers to take care of fanny he wants to he he, he desires to be a priest so i'm Kind of rooted for Yeah, him. and I feel like Miss Crawford will only bring him down. She's not of high character like he is. At all. At all. But she must be attractive, so I'm like thinking, is that why he's... Oh, this must that's be why always, he's that's always the reason with men. <laughs> 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 but I will say this, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but if Edmund... I remember at the beginning of the story, remember when they were making the case for Fanny to be... Um, to to come live with them, they're like, well, it's better that she grows up with them as you know, as a sister than one of our sons marrying. And her. you do see he has a sisterly love for her. He does have a sisterly love. I hope that changes because she's. It's like she has this crush and she doesn't know that she. It's like her crush, and you're watching your crush fall in love with somebody. <laughs> I know else. that's like so devastating. And you just feel like <laughs> Fanny needs a win. Like something good needs to happen in Fanny's life. <laughs> Oh, who wants to watch their crush falling in love with someone else? I'm like, oh, Fanny, I feel for her. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping somewhere between 11 and 19 that there's a win for Fanny. Yes. 
so we'll see. So I'm excited. All right, so you'll have to tune in next week to find out what happens to Fanny. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.